perfect word for us tonight. In the season that we find ourselves in, a season of fasting. I know it ends Friday and some of you are, if you're being honest, you're premeditating plans to hit up something at 12.01 on February the 1st. Um, if you're being honest, you're in the church. But I think this fits well with where we are as a body of believers. And I think it fits well just where we are as a church in America. But I, I believe that we're going to speak to some hearts of individuals tonight. Um, this message has been burning in my heart for the last week, week and a half. And I really didn't know where the Lord was wanting to take us tonight. But we're just going to pray that He would lead us like only He can. Because I will tell you, in all honesty tonight, in the times we're living in, We can't go one more day without the anointing. We can't go one more day. We can't have one more service. Without the presence of God in the house. I can't have one more day. At work where his presence doesn't follow me. Something has to change. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 3 tonight. Daniel chapter 3, very familiar story for us. We're going to begin in chapter 3 and verse 14. We're going to read to verse 25 tonight. We're going to start in the middle of this story. I'll give you a, a, a quick preview. First 13 verses of this chapter tells us that King Nebuchadnezzar has raised up an image really of himself. And he's asked that when the music plays that everyone should bow to that, this idol of himself and worship him and worship this idol and many of you know the story, maybe some of you don't, but there are three young men that actually work for the king by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they refuse to bow or to bend a knee to this idol or to the king and his idolatry. And they find themselves in the midst of a confrontation and a battle. Verse 14 says, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true? Again, to put in a context, these are men that serve the king. The king, king is close to these young men. And it says, Nebuchadnezzar said unto them, Is this true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods? Nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now if ye be ready. 
That at, the, at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful or we are not hesitant to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury, and the form of his visage, or the form of his face, was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than that wont to be heated. And he commanded that the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats and in their hosen and in their hats and in their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of of the fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up with haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto him, The king said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking. In the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Let us pray tonight, God. We thank you for your word and its power. And we ask that that power that your word possesses go forth through your spirit tonight. Penetrate hearts and lives, Lord. Refresh, challenge, and change us tonight, Lord. I want to be an encouragement to somebody. Lord, but I also want to challenge us tonight. And Lord, I ask that you would, you, you would cause a response in our hearts. Let this be a night that we take your word and we begin to apply it immediately to our lives. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all these things. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church says, Amen. Again, a familiar portion of scripture. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown into a fiery furnace. But I want to bring to your attention 
tonight of, of a small fact. I want to raise to you a, a question, if you will. We find that in verse 19, King Nebuchadnezzar is, is furious. His countenance is changed. He's so mad with the response that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego give him. That in verse 20, he orders that the furnace be turned up seven times hotter. Or actually in verse 19 and in verse 20, he gets his most mighty men. And he says, listen, you're going to bind these boys up. You're going to cast them into the fiery furnace. And they proceed to do so. And as they're walking towards this, this fiery furnace, due to the urgency of the king and, and his rage, they, they were trying to hurry things along. And these men that were about to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire were consumed by, and burned by that fire. They were taken out and killed on the spot by this fire. I want to raise to you questions, just a thought. I spoke to pastor about this thought just because I was trying to make sure that I was staying in the word of the Lord. But the Lord presented this thought to me. He said, how does, do men that are dead throw men that are alive into a fire? We find in verse 23 that the Bible tells that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego... It says they fell down into the fire. They fell down into the fire. I want to pose to you another question. If these men were leading Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to this fire, and they were taken out by this fire, how come Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not taken out by the fire? What if, as Pastor and me spoke this, this afternoon in my lunch hour, what if what the Bible tells us is true, that God really goes before us? And maybe God, through His Son Jesus, that fourth man in the fire was waiting in the midst of that fire. What if they fell down and, and worshipped? What if... What if they, they fell down out of awe and reverence of God? What if they could see something that nobody else could see? So I want to preach to you tonight a simple title. Fall into the fire. Fall into the fire. Does it sound like a good title on, on, on just its appearance, but I want, I want to break this down for you tonight. Again, just to recap what's going on here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have done the right thing. They have stood up for their faith and what they believe in. They've stood up for the living, the one true God. And now they find themselves in a great confrontation and a great spiritual conflict. And I, I want to, to draw a parallel to maybe someone in the house tonight. And if I don't preach to anyone else, I'll preach to myself, I guess. But how many has ever felt like, God, I have done the right things over and over and over again. I've been faithful to you. I've made sacrifices for you. I mean, we're human. We ask questions. 
But God, I feel like every time I step out and I, I try to get my life in alignment with your will and what you're wanting me to do and I, I do the right thing, how come it seems that I'm smacked in the mouth? That I'm targeted. I feel like I'm being beaten and chastised for doing the right thing. Young people in the house tonight, God put you in my heart in preaching this message. How many times have you said, listen, I'm going to do away with this. I'm really going to go after God this time. I promise it's different. And when you begin to step out, the enemy is right there saying, what do you think you're doing? You can't do that here. Everybody else is bowing to the ways of the world. Everybody else is bowing to idolatry. Everybody else is doing their own thing and, and, and listening to that and, and, and doing that and, and participating in this and that. But, but why, who do you think you are? And we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the same situation. What if they were asking themselves, man, why does this have to happen? God, we honored you in this. We stood for you in this and now we're going, we're going before the man that we've served for the last few years and, and he's wanting to kill us. You said, God, I stood up for you. But now I feel as if I'm heading towards a raging fire. I feel as if I'm heading to an end. I, I don't understand what's going on. I don't really understand, God, what, what, what you're planning in all this. Elders and young people alike, I want you to hear me. Some of you are feeling a fire and a burning inside of you to do the things of God. And you, I believe wholeheartedly you want to do the things that God's calling you to do. But at the same time, you, you, you feel hesitant and, and, and you kind of hold back because you feel this other flame, this other heat. And, and you're like, man, I, I don't know if I can take all this pressure. I, I don't know if I can take all this confrontation. I don't know if I can really do and, and, and have what it takes to be called out and separated. I, I really don't know. And you begin to question. You begin to question. And, and you feel that, that your, your path is going somewhere that you really, you really don't know. And you have to have faith and you can't see and you don't know what's coming next and you're like God I, 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 I'm trying to do the right thing but I, I'm so torn I feel the heat I feel a burning in my heart to do your will but I, I feel the, the heat of the enemy breathing down my neck saying I dare you to stand up while everyone else is kneeling. You feel that you're in an odd place spiritually. Again, you feel as if you've stepped out every time and the enemy has smacked you in the mouth every time and now you're just full of hesitation and reserve and just, God, I don't know, I don't know. You feel as if this fire it's coming to bring your end. But let me tell you, saints of God, if you will but fall into the fire, if you will but fall into the fire, 
you will realize that it is not your end, but it is your beginning. You say, Pastor, what does that mean? This word, this word fall in, in the Hebrew, it, 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 it's a word called nephel. But it, it comes from a root word called nephal. And nephal can mean many different things, but one of the things it means in, in the Hebrew language is it means overwhelmed. Some of you feel overwhelmed by the cares of this life. You feel overwhelmed by all the things happening at school, at work, and at home, and, and the finances. Listen, we're, we all go through hard times. And, and some of you may be going through the, a living hell right now. And you feel like all hell's been unleashed on your family. And you feel like the attack has been greater than it's ever been. And, and you just feel all this pressure. And you feel this heat. And you feel this pain. And, and you're, you're unsure what's going on. But you feel so overwhelmed. Right? But you see what happens to these young men when they fall into the fire. When they fell into the fire. They realized that they were overwhelmed by a savior. They were overcome by a healer and a deliverer. They, over, they were overwhelmed with his presence. They were overwhelmed with his spirit. They were overwhelmed with the Holy Ghost and power. They were overwhelmed with authority. They were overwhelmed with peace. They were overwhelmed with joy. But all hinges, it all hinges on falling into the fire. You say, I don't, I don't understand. Why are you saying that this fire is not my end, it's my beginning? The Bible tells us in 2 Kings that when the fiery chariot came down, everybody sees it as the end of Elijah's earthly ministry. But do you realize it was the beginning of Elisha's ministry? Do you realize that the day of Pentecost, the Bible says that there came a sound of heaven out of a, as a rushing mighty wind and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire. It was not the end of the church. It was the beginning of the church. You feel you're like you're at your wit's end. Let me tell you, all you have to do tonight is fall into the fire of the Holy Ghost. Fall into the arms of Jesus. Rest in Him. Be overwhelmed by His presence. Be overwhelmed by His joy. Be overwhelmed with His peace. But all hinges on if we would but fall. You see, so often we see the fire as the battle. That's the real test, right? Walking in the fire. I want to I relay this to you the way that God relayed this to me. See, the fire in this text was not the battle. The fire in this text was not the test. The test already happened. At the beginning of this chapter, when they said, listen, we ain't bowing. I ain't going to do, young people, I ain't going to do the things that everybody else is doing. I'm not going to listen to. I want you to notice something. I just want to throw this in for fun. Do you realize how music is spelled funny in the King James Version in this chapter? It's music. 
What music do you listen to that's making your spiritual life sick? I'll throw that in for free. Parents, you can thank me later. But listen. The battle was when everybody else was bowing. And they said, listen, I'm not going to bow. I refuse to bow. And even though they're in, in, the, in this confrontation and, and they, they kind of feel like, man, God, what, what's going on? When the king confronted them about the issue. And young people, when people come to you and confront you about the issue, say, man, why are you different? Why are you acting like that? You don't do the things that you used to do anymore. You don't, you don't listen to the things you used to listen to anymore. Man, you don't watch the same stuff that you used to watch anymore. They, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego looked at that king and said, listen, I'm not careful or hesitant to answer you. I know what I did, and I know who I am, and I know what I did was right. And listen, O oh king, do you realize you think that you have a grip on my life? The enemy thinks he has a grip and a control over your life. Listen, he doesn't even know what he's talking about because he's a liar and he's the devil and he is the father of all lies. Let me tell you tonight, you need to respond as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego responded. And they said, you don't realize that our God is able to deliver us not only out of that fiery furnace, but out of your hand. And even if he doesn't, in verse 17. Even if he doesn't. We want you to know that we still won't bow. That was the battle. Their faith had already won the battle. Their firm faith already won. Got them the victory. They'd already passed the test. And as they were being led to the fire, the king and the enemy thought it was their end. And listen, I want to tell somebody in this house tonight, as you feel like you're being led to the fire, and you feel like you're about to go through the worst of it, I mean, it has been bad. You feel like you're, 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 you're about to go into the fire? What those soldiers that were leading them down that pathway to that furnace didn't realize that it was not again their end, but it was their beginning, and they were about to walk into a Holy Ghost ambush. You say, what, what are you talking about, Pastor? There's a story that I want to read to you in, in 2 Chronicles Chapter 20, very familiar portion of scripture to those that have been raised in church. The Moabites, the Ammonites had set themselves in array against the kingdom of Judah. And they said, listen, we're going to take you out. Jehoshaphat, we're going to take you out. You and your kingdom are going to be ours. And the Bible says in verse 3 of that chapter that Jehoshaphat said, listen, I'm calling everybody to a fast. Sound familiar? We're in a fast right now. He says, listen, the enemy is ramping up their attacks. Ain't that true? Anybody testify to that? 
The enemy is ramping up his attacks. And he said, listen, I want everybody to fast. I want everybody to get into the house of God. And we're going to seek him. And we're going to pray. And the Bible tells us in that chapter that they had this mentality. King Jehoshaphat begins to say, God, our eyes are fixed and set on you. They weren't even thinking about the battle. They said, listen, our eyes are set on you. And the Bible tells us in verse 14 of that chapter that the Spirit of the Lord began to move in their midst. And then God began to speak. God began to speak in verse 14 and He says, Listen, people of Judah, King Jehoshaphat, don't be afraid because it's not your battle, but it's God's. It's not your fight. You think this is the fire and you think it's as bad as it's ever been. Guess what? It's not your battle to fight. It's mine. It's my victory to win. Don't be afraid of the battle. Don't be afraid of the fire. Because it's not yours. It's not man-made. The battle's not going to be fought with man's hands. But it's going to be fought by the Holy Ghost. And by His power. Again, we hear it all the time. Not by might. Not by power. But by my spirit, saith God. You see, when God spoke to them in verse 15, the battle had already been won. Their faith, through prayer and through fasting, had already won the battle. You see, the enemy came against the tribe of Judah, which means praise. And listen, the enemy today, in this hour that we're living in, in January of 2020, the enemy has put himself in array against the praisers. But he don't realize that the praisers are also prayers. They're prayer warriors. And we've linked together in fasting. And we've come to the house of God tonight on Wednesday night in January the 29th of this month. And we're crying out to God. And we're saying, Lord, our, our focus is fixed on you. It may seem bad. The fire may seem hot. And everything seems to be in chaos and all these things. But I believe what I'm going through is not my end. It is but my beginning. The Bible tells us after the word of the Lord spoke, verse 15, we find in verse 18 that Jehoshaphat was on his face. But then the Bible also says in verse 18, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord. They fell before the Lord. You want to know something, Brother Steve? That's the same word, nafal, that is used in Daniel chapter 3. They were overwhelmed by His presence. They were overwhelmed by His victory. They were overwhelmed by His peace and joy. They were overwhelmed of, uh, by the presence and the Spirit of God. And they fell. Say, what, 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 do you, what do you mean? They fell. They, they fell. In this story, falling is falling into the will of God. 
Falling is falling into alignment with what God has for you. Church, as pastor preached last week, we need to be a church that simply encounters His presence and believe in the power of His presence. Young people, elders alike tonight, you're one fall away from being consumed. Not in a bad way, but being consumed by a mighty God. By a healer, by a deliverer. They fell. And they go out into battle. Just imagine these two stories side by side. They're walking out into battle. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are walking in towards the fiery furnace. And the Bible tells us in verse 22 that the Lord sent ambushments. And the, and the enemy turned on themselves. And the battle was won. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as they approached that fiery furnace, their enemies were devoured. They didn't realize that they were walking into a Holy Ghost ambush. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego simply fell. Fell into the presence of God. Fell into the Holy Spirit. Understand what I'm telling you tonight. There's some of you in this house under the sound of my voice. You've been battling. And you're really unsure what's going on. But I want to encourage you in the Lord tonight. And the Lord told me to tell you this. You've already passed your test. What you're about to walk into is not the fire of the enemy. Because the Bible tells us in this chapter, in Daniel chapter 3, when they walked out of that, uh, that furnace, in verse 27, they said this, this fire had no power over them. Because God did not permit the fire to have power over them. What, you, what you're coming to in your spiritual life, the wall that you feel like you're hitting, it's simply an entrance into your beginning. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 and 29, for our God is a consuming fire. I want to tell you tonight that the fire is not here to conquer you. But it's a Holy Ghost fire and it's here to consume you. So what, what's the difference in conquer and consume? Conquer means to defeat. But if our God is a consuming fire, that means He has all of me. He has all of me. I want to tell you tonight... John the Baptist said, 
Matthew chapter 3 and 11, he says, there's one coming after me. He's mightier than me. I'm not even worthy to, to, to tie his sandals. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Bible tells us that Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. He says, listen, I want to send you the promise of my Father upon you. But you tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. As we quoted earlier, as they sit in the upper room, the Bible says there came a sound as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. You say, what does that mean? To sit upon something means you come in contact with something. They were consumed with cloven tongues as of fire. And they walked out of that upper room with a power and authority that they had never known before. You see, the fire and the trials of this life are not here to destroy you, but they're here to promote you. They're not here to kill you or devour you. They're here to promote you. You say, where do you get that? In this same chapter, the last verse of this chapter in Daniel chapter 3, they came out of the fire and the king fell on his face. And he said, listen, he said, your God is a true God. And in verse 30 of chapter 3, it says, and he promoted them. They, they walked in and, and, and into the fire. And it's like, you know, I'm part of the king's council. I have a little bit of authority. You know, I, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm sort of a, a big deal. kind. Of, but they came out with a promotion. And I want to tell you tonight and encourage you that when you come out of this, there is going to be a power and a greater authority on your life that's going to be placed on you. Not because you, you, you were afraid, not because you, you, were, you were absent, and, and not because you, you said, well, I've come this far, but I really don't know what that fire is about. No, it's going to come upon you because you simply fell into the fire. You fell into the arms of Jesus, into the presence of an almighty God. You fell into sufficiency where he has all that you'll ever need. You fell into a place of dependency upon God. You've fallen into a place of surrender. And you've fallen into a place where the Holy Spirit as a fire will consume you. And he'll fine tune you. And he'll begin to, to break things off of you. How do I know that? Because the Bible tells us in this chapter that they went inbound. But in verse 25, the king says, listen, did we not throw... Or verse 24, he said, did we not throw three men in this fire? He said, I see four men. And they're walking around loose. The freedom you're waiting on, the thing that's been bothering you for years, 
the addiction, the itch that you want to scratch so bad and, and the thorn in the flesh that Paul would talk about, the thing that has irritated you so long, whether it be fear, lust, anxiety, whatever it may be, that thing that's been itching you for years, if you will but fall into the fire, your bands will come off and you'll be walking around with Jesus, with power and authority. And you'll say, listen, I've been born of the Spirit I've been born of the fire. The old saints used to say I was born in the fire and the smoke won't do. We need to get back to that church where we say I've been born by the Holy Ghost and of power and of His fire and has consumed my life and the smoke won't do. I'm not going to stand on the edge. I'm not going to walk up to the precipice of what God has for me and not go in because I'm afraid. I'm sick of being afraid. I'm sick of being bound. I'm just going to fall into the will of God and I'm going to walk around with Jesus a while and when I walk out of that place the kings will bow because of the name of Jesus. Jesus. He said these men they're loosed in the midst of the fire walking with Jesus some of you when you get into the fire if they'll come to the music tonight when you get into the fire not only will you find Jesus and everything else you need, but you'll find the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit is a teacher. And why were they walking around in there, Brother Steve? I believe it was simply because he's saying, let me show you how to walk this thing out. Power and authority you want, let me show you how to walk this out. The freedom you want, you've been bound, you've been confronted, you've been beat on. The freedom you so seek, let me show you how to walk like a free man. Let me show you how to walk free from fear and anxiety. Hey now, someone needs to hear that tonight. Young person. You need to learn how to walk free of the opinions of others. You need to learn to walk free from fear. You need to learn to walk free from depression. Listen, there's, there's things that's, that's went on in my life the last few years and all these things. And we all have difficulties and trials. But pastor, as you've preached and as we've talked... It's as simple as if, if I will fall into God's will and get in His presence, nothing else matters. Young person, got challenges. It's hard to be a teenager these days. It's hard to be a preteen. It's hard to be an elementary. It's everywhere now. Immorality and ungodliness and wickedness and idolatry. We're taught from five years old how to bow. Young person, you've deliberated in your mind so much. God, I want to, but I'm afraid.
God, I want to. But what will they say? God, I want to. Man, that fire's hot. God, I, I want to be what you're calling me to be. I don't know if I could stand much longer. Just a young person. Don't have to stand at all. You simply just have to fall. As the children of Israel fell on their face. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. The stamp of approval on the victory that God was going to give them was granted. They'd already passed the test, Sister Mary Lou. Victory was on the way. But they still had to march out into battle. When they marched out, knowing what God had done in them, had fallen on their face, had been overwhelmed by His presence and love and his joy and his peace, his grace. They walked into battle just praising his name. And God sent ambushments to confound and confuse the enemy and to destroy them. What's pushed you for years and years away from God, if you get close to the fire, it'll be destroyed. Did you catch that? Not only the bonds, not only the bonds and the bands come off in the fire, but as you get closer to God, the things that have driven you away from God for years and years and have distracted you. Men were pushing, they wanted to cast them into the fire. They were devoured and defeated. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just fell. Church, just stand with me across this house. I know, I know for fact, for some, I know for myself, God has, has spoken things to me about this year. God has promised me things, Brother Brian. I remember when me and my wife were engaged and we were praying about where God wanted us to be, there was two things that God spoke to me. I've seen one of them come to pass. better believe I'm going to see the second one. Because when I, the enemy has come and told me to abandon what God has called me to do, listen, it happens to all of us. When the enemy has come and said you should just give up, when the enemy has come and said you should just bow, say I'm going to fall. I ain't going to fall for you. I'm going to stand up when you bow. And when you stand and try to cast me into a fire, I'm going to fall on my face and get in the presence of an almighty God. Just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the king, we need to start saying to the enemy, I'm not careful to answer you. Because my God is able. 
If nothing else, church, he's able. And his word tells us he's not only able, but he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think. all the time. I tell this to my young people a lot. Matthew 6, 33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these other things will be added unto you. You know what that simply means? If you fall in the fire, the Holy Ghost fire. If you fall on your face and come into alignment with His will He said every battle I'll take care of. You still have to step out. But I'm going to give you victory. Young people, not only does that mean just falling into the fire, not only does that mean stepping out, that God will take care of the rest. That means when you've done all to stand, keep standing. Listen. I want to tell you tonight, this in my spirit. You thought you knew what the power of God was. Mary Lou, he spoke this to me. He said, you tell them they thought they knew what the power of God was. You, you think you know what the presence of God feels like. He said, but wait till you meet me in the fire. And you walk around with me. And when you walk out of that fire, you're going to know what authority is. Carly, you're going to know what power is. That lost loved one you've been praying for, I'm going to leave you with this tonight. What brought King Nebuchadnezzar to his knees? There's three men falling into the fire. you got lost family. I have lost family. they need from me, Brother Ken. Is to fall. To fall on my face before an almighty God. And all they need is for me to get so close to Him that they will say, hey, what is going on? in their life not only is it burning bright but I see someone that's not them and his appearance is as the son of God what will bring them to an altar what will bring them to their knees when you begin to fall the Holy Ghost fire 
So I ask you tonight, if you would come and fall on these altars. bound tonight by addiction if you'll fall on these altars you can walk out of the fire free no chains